Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of Channel F, Fanbyte's flagship podcast. I'm your host, Merit Kay, and we are on Providence Watch here at Channel F this week <laughs> because we are only a few days from heading to beautiful Providence, Rhode Island for the first annual Fanbyte packs looked like garbage, so we decided to fuck up the Providence <laughs> instead. <laughs> v- retreat. Um, and uh, with me on this podcast, as always, and with me on the trip to Providence... Are uh, are three people? Uh, they are in alphabetical order. Nikki Grayson. Well, <laughs> hi. That's, uh, that's not correct. Uh, no, no, no. But last name, last name. My Danielle, last name. Yeah. Oh, my Danielle, last name. Danielle Riendo. Okay, good. Hi, save. I, I'm a daughter of Providence. And Stephen Strong. Hey, Ryuga Wagateki Water Fire. Okay. Providence Watch. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, Providence has a big thing. We were looking at their things that they have to do, and one of them is just fire on water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um what will they think of next? What will they think of next? Fire water in the fire. I don't understand. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Put earth yeah. in there next? Come earth on. and wind? Like, could they combine all four elements to summon Captain Planet? Is that what mm-hmm. they're planning on? <laughs> Well, it like that sounds great, but I do feel like one day that the fire would kind of get too big for its riches and kind of attack the other three elements. Interesting, um, interesting. So, I mean, what if you have, you need to have a balance? You also need heart, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. You yes. need the secret fifth shitty element. Yes. Um, what Be did heart actually? What did heart actually <laughs> let him do? Could he like talk to animals or something? I think he talked to animals. So one guy can like shoot fireballs. One guy can create earthquakes. One girl can create hurricanes one can just like create tsunamis and the other one can talk to monkeys it's kind of the aquaman problem huh it's a bit of an aquaman problem mati yeah mati's whole deal was that he was just like heart and it was like "Uh uh-huh okay i i feel like and this is probably a thing that is the subject of some kind of dc comic from the 90s or something like that grant morrison did something with this i'm sure but I feel like if you actually had the ability to just make like any animal in anybody's vicinity do what you wanted, that'd be terrifying. Oh yeah, no, like, no, it yeah. would be really bad in real life. But the planeteers can't use their powers for evil because otherwise Gaia will strip them of their powers. Maybe I don't remember how it worked. Do you remember when there was a Captain Pollution? Oh God! No? There was an evil Captain Planet that the villains summoned that Jeff Goldblum and Meg Ryan and the other villains summoned. Oh shit! Meg Ryan. Yeah, she was in Captain Planet. So I don't remember blue. Captain Planet. Yeah, clearly yeah, I not. Barely. <laughs> they summoned Captain Pollution. He's like an evil Captain Planet. Uh, and um, 
It's fucked well, up. Yeah. Was he? Was it like immaculate conception? Did he start no, off no, no, as no, another no, no. man? They have the rings. They have the rings, and they have their. They have like their own evil rings, and they have like, trash rings. Power of nuclear power, like toxic waste, um, greed, makeup. Like I remember, just one of the villains in the planet was just like. I'm one to test makeup on penguins. <laughs> like that was Meg Ryan's character, I think. That was her whole thing. Was she like was testing cosmetics on animals, and they're like, "You can't do this." Have they done a Captain Planet reboot yet? That feels like something they would do. The only thing I can think of is the college humor videos. The college humor. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> human tree. Human tree. Human tree. <laughs> so stupid. God, didn't they do a follow up to that like fairly recently? Oh, 2011. Yeah. There is a Captain Planet reboot. Wow. Well, no, hold on. No, they're just, the Cartoon Network channel is just reposting clips. Oh, okay. As recently as 2019. Huh. Wow. Um, well, we wish Captain Planet the best. I don't. <laughs> no? No. There was, a, there was a kind of funny Captain Planet spoof on uh, Rick and Morty. So that's mm. something. Is, when does that yeah. hey when does that come to television that I can watch? Ricky Morty? Yeah, Ricky Morty. Isn't it now? Is it on Hulu? But I can't I like know. it's not on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I'm going to Google Listen, it. Listen, I don't know and they're not paying us, so yeah. fuck them. They're not paying you. Oh shit. Why not? Wait, I talk about you? it all the time. They should be paying me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like out here tweeting about <laughs> fucking Rick Sanchez 24/7 and they're like Justin Roiland's like why why pay for it when I can get the milk for free, which is your yeah, tweets. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's more like Ricky Morty, more like live in la vida moolah. Give us some <laughs> num num num. <laughs> this is good energy today. I, I'm glad we're going into <laughs> Providence, my beautiful hometown, with this energy. I truly am. I think it's I think it's fucking awesome. I'm it's great. It. It's powerful. Yeah. It's strong. And should we take this energy into staff picks? Yeah. Staff picks special edition Providence Watch, and uh, we're talking about our favorite games about Providence, Rhode Island that we've been playing. This year. <laughs> oh god, my our favorite, favorite games is made Kingdoms of Amalur. <laughs> we've all been playing oh, Kingdoms no. of Amalur all week long. We're loving its deep customization and mm-hmm. action adventure combat. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else yeah. actually play that, or is it just me? No, I think that was just you. Just but me. New DLC is coming. They new are deal- putting out new DLC. That's unhinged. That's yeah. like deranged. That game is like twenty years old. Listen, the government's got to get their money back. They do, Marist. right? So, what was the story with that? They scammed Providence out of a bunch yeah. of money. Taxpayers. Yeah, the state. Were, yeah, yeah, the state of Rhode Island. That game was a prequel to a MMO that they were developing called Project Copernicus, where they had it's coming still, Stephen. It's coming Please. still, coming soon. I mean, now that THQ Nordic has the rights, who knows? Uh huh. They, they might, might. They might. Un- they might bring Bob Salvador out of cold storage and say, like, "Hey, <laughs> enough of that drizzed shit. Come over." here and get back to the real work mm-hmm. the kingdom but you build the kingdom my lord <laughs> we are fucking under attack world um, build discreetly my lord <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so i did a terrible job of bringing us into staff picks because i just <laughs> swerved I, did, I missed the exit and just swerved onto more bullshit 
Um, but let's actually do it now. And let's talk about the actual games that we've been playing this week, the games that you crave. And uh, I'm looking at this list that we have in our documents and I don't, this is a bad, this is a bad list. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Steven doesn't have anything down. Danielle has like two sentences that aren't a game. It is a game! Look Nikki at the has like a game, but then also like the fact that they quit grad school. Yeah. This is a real mess. We need Captain Planet to come in and clean this stuff up. I forgot. I forgot to put anything down. Okay, well, Steven, what, are you, what have you been playing? Uh, Not to put <laughs> you on the spot. No pressure. Wow. Can I interest you in a hot new title that I've never talked about before called Final Fantasy XIV? Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I'm still playing. I'm playing a lot of... Hey, did you hear that Final Fantasy... No, wait. For that, fanbite.com is launching a new Final Fantasy XIV vertical featuring the all-star talent of Mike Williams and Michael Hyam, formerly of... Uh, U.S. gamer and PC game PC mag. I was about to say PC gamer. That's the wrong site. Mike and Michael. Mike what? and Michael. The mics. You have to uh, be named. Movie night. You don't have to be named Mike to work here, but it helps. It helps <laughs> statistically. It does. Um, people and- might actually not. We joke, but people might actually not know that <laughs> that we are because that's relatively oh, no, totally. recent announcement that we are starting yeah. a F14 vertical. Yes. Uh, still working on the final name. We have a couple. Oh of... no, I have it. It's I, final. I can fan announce bite. it right now. I would love it if you announced it. Are you ready? Uh, Danielle it's... also might have already. I just, just said it's final fanbite. Oh no, Danielle, you missed that meeting. Oh shit. Um, it's a uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. That's what we're gonna call it. Oh right, right. Of course. <laughs> they haven't done that yet, have they? No, I don't think so. Dot com. Uh, yeah. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Final Fantasy fourteen seems really cool, and there's like Catboys, and there's yes. a big big guy, and there's a hairy guy, and everyone loves it. It's all great. Mm-hmm. And I have a really shameful confession to make, which is that yeah. since I was playing a lot of Morrowind last week, I was like, maybe <laughs> I should start playing the Elder Scrolls online. Oh, God, <laughs> it's the wrong game. It's the wrong game. Stop Everyone's just like, start, just download Blades and get over. It. <laughs> I might just I might just replay Oblivion instead, but um I was Oblivion, okay. I was just like, damn, this lore though, it's good. But I'm sure I have fourteen is good too. None of that lore is in the real game that Todd made. None of like the expanded fun lore that we got to experience in our normal version of Morrowind. They took all of that out. When Microsoft oh, bought no. Bethesda, yeah, they took all that stuff out. They took, yeah. like, the dual discs and stuff out? Yeah, they took the dual discs oh, no. out. Oh, um, the little guy's not there. Uh, Samus' is gone. The little guy who gone. punches you isn't there? Yeah, they took him the out. The wee man from the mountain? Yeah, his oh. uh, he took up too much RAM. <laughs> Damn, took up too many gigabytes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Stephen, what's going on in the world of Final Fantasy? Uh, right now, uh, not a ton, which is actually great for me personally, because I've been missing out on, or I haven't gotten fully caught up on everything in the game just yet. Uh, so I'm still kind of just like moving my way through some old content, catching up some of my character classes, my crafters, and I've been doing a lot of crafting, like oh. a lot of crafting. What can you craft in Final Fantasy? Oh, Danielle, what oh, can't Danielle, you craft? no, we only have an hour. <laughs> is, that like, is that like in the, the Monster Factory video about Final Fantasy, they come across someone who's just like sitting there and casting like f- like focus and just like hammering yes. on something. Yes. And Justin's like, this is a great way to use your limited hours on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Merritt, I had, I've never seen that episode of Monster Factory. I had almost an identical experience from the other end over this weekend. We're just like, what am I doing with my life? I've been sitting, <laughs> I've been sitting on this ferry dock for six human hours, pressing inner quiet, synthesis, wow. synthesis, synthesis, uh-huh. inner quiet. Uh, over and over again so that I could make uh, not even a thing I'm going to use in the game just making shit that is like has a little square icon next to it that means oh great you can give this to some other NPC and it goes away forever all that hard work you put into making this rarefied alkahest or whatever the fuck gone it's gone now but you did get 36,000 XP and you're just a little bit closer to level 80 now on your on your alchemist character it's great Good job, you. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly what I did. Uh, a lot of that. Was it I, fun? <clears throat> yeah. Were you like doing something else? <laughs> Were you like listening to podcasts or something? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's. I fine. listened to like I've listened all the way through a brand new audiobook that I had just bought, oh. and I started on like three more. Wow. During this whole process. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, that seems like actually good then. Um, Everyone's I mad do- about a car, though, aren't they? Everyone's mad yeah. about a car. Sure, for sure, for sure. Everybody is mad about it. Nobody would uh, debase themselves by buying this new uh, $30 mount in the MOG station that I just posted two pictures of into our Discord People are mad that it's paid only or something, or that it's expensive. Wait, it's it's a robot suit? It's a, yeah. I would pay $30 for this. I would pay $30 for that. It's a Starscream, specifically. Wow. Like, literally Starscream from Transformers? It's a mech that you ride around on the shoulder and then when you just when you like jump the hit the jump button it turns into a jet that you ride on top of that flies through the air and then it retransforms into a robot that you ride on its shoulder again when you're on the ground so wow. why are people mad about this because people it's have, it's paid oh, only and i guess it's only. 30 dollars. it's a whole thing in like mmos right of like content that you can get by unlocking stuff and that you can't. And then some people are mad if it's tied to like PVP yeah. or it's a whole fucking like destiny has been going through this a lot too with the Eververse and, and things like that. We had a fantastic piece about kind of like detailing the specifics. It's called the cruise chaser is mm-hmm. what the ah. mount is called. Uh, I've also just included images of it because I bought it for sure. For sure. For sure. Spent $30 on it for me. Yeah, because I not? did. I did need the mobile suit Zeta Gundam mount in this game for all my mobile suit zeta gundam fans out there will know what i mean um yeah like uh, tyler wrote a great piece about it on the website uh for us but basically i'm fine with it in final fantasy 14 because like final it's like final fantasy 14 every six months has like one small like one cosmetic like this that they introduce that they try to upsell you on and almost yeah. everything else is free mm. like free in the sense that you you pay your, your subscription for it mm-hmm. but this is not a game where they they upsell you on battle passes it mm. there's no like seasonal challenges like oops you missed the six day window where you could buy ariana grande and now you can't get it anymore yeah. why are you reminding me of this why <laughs> now i mean how much did you spend on ariana grande i Wait, none none money because they that, took her away from me oh you missed out ariana's vow is that ariana grande's vow that gun oh Destiny? shit mm-hmm. oh, they killed God. ariana grande and that's how they got that's why the guns oh, named they, that they imbued her essence yeah. into this powerful hand cannon. But like I'm not in in Final Fantasy 14. Does I it spend have a hard my time walking like in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> gun too big. I hate it when that happens to me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it, the gun weighs you down on one side and it's just like, "Oh, I keep turning left." <laughs> uh, 
Uh, anyway, I've just, yeah, I've just been catching up on a lot of old Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. I unlocked all the Beast Tribe quests um, through my crafting stuff. I, I'm friend, making friends with a bunch of dwarves now. There's like, fucking, fu- okay, so here's the thing about Final Fantasy fourteen. actually. This mm-hmm. is the actual thing that mm-hmm. I spent much of this weekend discovering, is probably more so than Warframe, even, and other complicated games that i play this game is just full of stuff that it never explains to you even exist and because it's not like upselling you on it it, it's like it doesn't care that if you never find it Mm. so i got really good at making potions in final Mm -hmm. fantasy 14 recently in the last like week it got it up to level 80 which is the current level max for all the different classes in the game there's like 18 combat classes would you say that you're the potions master I am the potion <laughs> yes, of course. <clears throat> My potions are so strong, Merit, they would kill you in an instant. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, I need them. I'm going into battle. No, you should go find a different potion seller that sells weaker potions, Merit. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't want to hurt you. All right. Um, the potion seller so- sketch, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> a classic bit. Um... I got really good at making potions and started going through like there all these different systems of like I, we were in a Final Fantasy 14 meeting where I was like we were we were going down the list of like here are all the things that we need to make guides for because this game doesn't explain any of it and I was just like I just got way into collectible appraisers and then like um Daniela from Wowhead was like oh yeah I just found out about out about those yesterday and then Natalie was in the chat like I just found out about those right now wow <laughs> And I started unlocking these things where you like basically make really good potions and stuff or whatever. It can be anything that you want in the game, like cool hammers and weapons and armor. And some of it does have gameplay purposes. Almost all of it does, really. Mm -hmm. Some of it is just like furnishings for your Animal Crossing house that you can buy. Mm. And I got good at that. And I started going down all these different like quest lines. There's entire story quest lines about like how good you are at mining with like unique npcs that have their own wants and needs and desires and they're trying to do this cool thing it's like hey we need to build this cool tank to come and try and like help clear out these old ruins from this ancient civilization but in order to do it you have to go mine the coolest silver ore you've ever seen in your life and i kept going through all of that stuff and kept uncovering more and more different stories and wild shit like it's like oh okay this is tied to this or whatever and by the end of it I've just gotten really good at crafting potions and it ends this quest line in Ishgard like from a patch from like 2013 or whatever mm-hmm. ends with me playing a piano recital for the entire city of this elven <laughs> fortress or whatever to try and help them like recover from a post-war like theological conflict with dragons and it's a rhythm game like Parappa the Rapper where I'm playing piano and I only unlocked it because I got really good at making fucking phoenix downs or whatever you Damn. made the potions with oh. the good spell <laughs> Ah, babe, potions with some really good spells. I lay on my penis in the car door. Have you seen uh, that one? You slam uh, your penis in the car door. Or, the one um, that I... The Batman one. The Batman one, yeah. This I is where I watch my, my parents die for Rappa. This, this is, is where, where you watch, you watch parents your parents die. <laughs> I love that Rappa's coming back. Also, that sounds buck wild. Yeah, it was just it was just really it's it's really crazy to me like how much game there is here in it's Final Fantasy meat. 14. A lot yeah. of meat on that game, on that bone. For sure, for sure. It's uh, like uh, my, my grandma so just like after a meal just, you know, just gnawing on the the bones, oh, just getting all the noises. getting all the little flecks of meat off. 
I don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's how you, how you play Final Fantasy. Yeah. 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 So that's how I, that's what I've been doing basically. That and I downloaded Final Fantasy 4 for the PSP on my Vita. Now, why would you go back 10? Yeah, why would you? Yeah, they made 10. There's 10 better, to get away. newer and presumably better ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they needed to bury their history. They needed <laughs> to bury Final Fantasy 4. It was such a mistake. They needed to get away from it. Um, Final Fantasy 4, or 14 and Walker, the upcoming expansion from this year, is thematically tied very deeply to 4, and I've never played 4. Oh. So I was like, oh. Wait, which I, one's so 4? Then... Explain in a sentence or less. 4? <laughs> yeah. Explain it. Which one is it? Explain in a sentence or less. Is it Kafka or is that No, six? four is uh, the Dark Knight becomes a paladin and then they go to the moon. I see it. Batman? Is it one of the ones where you just have like a, a crew of nameless people? No, this is named people. It's named like the, people. it's one of the, fir- like four is, to my understanding, I've never played it before now. Four is like kind of the beginnings of modern Final Fantasy. Is it Spoonie Bard? Yes. Uh, Tella? Uh, That's maybe. the guy's name, I think. He says, you Spoonie Bird. I have met Cecil and Kane. Oh, yeah, Cecil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I know this one for sure, for sure. Yeah, it um, takes place in Night Vale. Um, there's like a creepy city yeah, council. Yeah, They're in the desert. And it's on like the radio. radio. Everyone's really normal only. about sort of other people's depictions of the characters. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. is really there a about it. There's a ball pit? There's a ball pit. God, yeah, yeah. okay. They do live shows and those aren't weird. Oh, my God. I might have been to a, okay. I was at a Final Fantasy IV uh, live show once here in Fargo. Was How great. was that? Uh, it was very good. Just I loved hearing about all my cool friends Cecil. from the town of Night Vale. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, wow. We made the right decision about PAX, huh? Not to oh my God, us, yeah, we did. But those yeah. pictures, folks, if you're listening and you haven't seen the pictures out of PAX West, just like search for them on Twitter. It's grim. Like, but, I feel but really bad for anyone some, who went. Oh, yeah. I don't. Well, I guess I don't, I don't bad in the for sense that, all. like, you probably should have known, but, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think it's very... F- I respect the grift on the f- on the part of Reed Pop for oh, continuing to charge God. the full amount of money. definitely lost a lot of money on that, though. Is that Reed Pop? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. But they must have lost a ton of money. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, the convention halls were basically empty. They could have had another convention... It- in the convention center oh while it looks like on. it looks like the level of convention for like like a, a local comics convention mm-hmm. at like a, a small you know like a small city that there's like a hundred guys selling oh. their old copies of batman comics from the 80s like that's what I, it looks i've like. worked those conventions right i've worked at fargo comic conventions that were bigger than this yeah I don't understand why they didn't just put it all like this is like an an event planning thing. And this is how I know that like a lot of people don't shouldn't be in the jobs that they have. But like from a logistics and planning standpoint, why wouldn't you just put all of it on the same floor to make it look like you had a bunch of stuff? Because what they did instead was they still use the entirety of the convention center, which is huge. The Washington State Convention Center is enormous. And like, instead of just confining it to one floor and making it seem like there was a lot of stuff happening, they still spread it across the whole fucking building. <laughs> it's it's wild. Um, anyway, check those pictures out. They're very good. They're good. Uh, Danielle. Yes. So I, I see in, you wrote in parentheses Psychonauts 2. Yes. There's a game here. 
There is a good I just want to take a very specific angle because we've already talked about this a bit. I talked about it a bit last week and then we talked about it on a spoiler podcast, which you can absolutely listen to in this very feed, in the Channel F feed. So uh, I feel like my thoughts on the game, which just in case you didn't know, it's def- almost definitely going to be my game of the year. And uh, yes. it's a very, very special game for me that I really love. And here's the thing that's happening with me with this game. Um, and this is what I want to talk about. I want to see if I am banana pants or if other people have experienced something like this as well. So when you really, really love something, as I really, really love this game, I think it's very special. I think it's brilliant. I have been doing the thing where I, I beat the game like right, actually right after we had our spoiler cast. I was at the very, very end. So there was nothing really very much spoiled. I was like at the very end of the last level. So it was all cool. I've now been going back into every level and every area and kind of working on 100%ing the game uh, because I really, really enjoy it. There is like a kind of little bonus incentive. So right after you beat the game, you can actually go and like talk to all the characters and have like a little debrief, which I really enjoy. I thought that was like super nice to have that little like, okay, you beat the game now if you want to have like a minute and like, oh, hey, how are you feeling about this? What's going on with you? Like you mm-hmm. get, you kind of get to do that if you want to, which is really nice. There's also this little secret incentive. So throughout the game, you obviously use your little psychic powers and you level them up as you go. If you get to rank 102, like, which I believe is the highest rank. I mean, don't quote me on this, but it's like you basically need to get everything in the game. You can level up your clairvoyance power to such a degree that like it never has a cooldown. So you could just use clairvoyance on everyone. And throughout the game, you could use clairvoyance on like living creatures and you look different based on how they perceive you. So if you mm. run around, like, and you you do the little clairvoyance power on Harold the rat, he sees you as, like, this cute little rat, and you run around, and you're a little rat. Some people will see you as, like, a psychiatrist, which is very funny. Some people will see you as, like, an annoying kid, which is very funny. But, yeah, this is, like, the incentive to be, like, okay, if you actually want to go get everything, here's a little bonus for you. And what I've... Experience. I have 100% of things in most of the levels, but I'm missing like a couple of figments in like two level. In one level, I'm just missing one fucking figment and I've come through the level and I have no goddamn idea where it is. And there's not really any way of knowing this. It's not like there's like a little item finder or anything like that, Um, which again, I don't think the game needs. I think it's a fantastic fucking experience. It's just one of these things where like me, because I'm banana pants, want to find all the stuff, right? The, the figments also for context for people are it's basically like you have two coins in a Mario level you haven't found yet. Exactly. Exactly. There are hundreds in each or I think there's over a hundred in all the like big levels. And there's a few levels that are like fragments of a level that have a little bit fewer. But it's it's basically like it's a collectible where basically if you're playing the game as you know, as you would, they are well designed in such a way that like, yeah, you're going to get most of them just by playing the game. You're going to get most of them by going through all the routes that you go through in a level in a 3D platformer, same way you would with coins in Mario or anything like that. I Here's what I'm encountering and here's what I want to talk about and what I want to hear if other people have done this before. So I've been having fun going through all the other, all the worlds and getting extra stuff. And I even started doing this before I was fully done with the game. I kind of went back to some earlier levels because you get powers that you're like, oh shit, that door that I could never open. Oh shit, that thing I could never do. So you get to kind of go back and do that. And that's pretty fun. But I'm now at the point where I'm really worried I'm going to tarnish my experience and my memories of some of these levels because I just keep going through with like a fine tooth comb and being like, okay. 
Is there anything over here? Is there anything over here? Like I'm, mm. I'm playing it like a fucking checklist yeah. or something instead of this like genuinely, at least some of the level, I don't think like every level is, you know, as good as, as the best ones, but like genuine creative masterpieces that made me actually sit there and like vibe with the level and be like, I fucking love what this is doing. This is special to me. I'm having feelings about this. I really love this. This is the type of game I haven't played in so long. And I, I know Paul actually mentioned something really cool about how it has like an old school flavor to it in, in a certain mm. way where it's like, this is this game. There's nothing else. There's no fucking DLC. There's no power pack. There's no whatever else. Like this is the game. This is like an old school type of design. Uh, and that's really, really appealing. And and I don't get to play something like that every day. I'm like actually worried I'm hurting my own experience with the game because I'm going through Bob's Bottles a hundred times. And like that's yeah. a level about trauma and this guy's right. alcoholism and his like this whole thing. And it's like actually very sad. And then there's parts of it that are very bittersweet. And I'm kind of like, I'm going through these like emotional scenes being like, where the fuck is that last figment? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not the intended experience. Am I, am I stepping on my own foot here a little bit with this? So long winded way of saying, do other people do this? Or is this like a weird me thing? I think whenever I like, I, I decide coming into a game, whether or not I'm going to 100% it or not. Mm. I, it's like not a thing that I like will stumble into after I've started it. Yeah. Usually. Mm. Um, so like the like when I think about the last game that I on purpose 100 percented was Crackdown 2. So 35 oh, years shit. ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need all these orbs, right? Because I was like, ah, oh, that's the whole that's the whole thing. And I that happened to me, Danielle, where I I still really like Crackdown 2. It's not a very good video game, but I do really, really like it. I like it less. Because I spent an extra mm-hmm. 10 hours that I did not need to spend playing crack. <laughs> like, it didn't change my story experience literally at all. I just wanted to get the achievement. The rich yeah. fiction um, of Crackdown yeah. 2. <laughs> <laughs> what, if the, what if they were all agents? Anyway, um, yeah, I think that was, like, that basically, that was the thing that, like, turned me off of requiring to get a hundred percent in a thing if i am not like i don't know i will say this about cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. <laughs> i accidentally 100 percented that game and that oh, felt did. really good nice that doesn't I seem like, like it should yeah, even I did. be possible i got all of this stuff in the video game cyberpunk 2077 by accident but I think it was just what because is- the the game kept breaking, right? So I think I had to like reset and I lost progress <laughs> and then I would go again and I would get all of it. But like that was the last game that I was like, ah, yeah, I'm close enough. I might as well just do this. I will I will actually say that about Psychonauts as well as somebody else who's also played this game. Yeah. This is coming out in the same year as Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, mm-hmm. which is a game that I feel like I've heard more people talking about platinuming Rift Apart than I have heard anybody talk about platinum trophy about trophies or achievements period in yeah. like five years yeah and I, part of that is that game is like so well designed about like when you beat the game you just like here's a big map that shows you where all the stuff you're missing is mm-hmm. all the doors that you haven't opened that you needed special powers for they do a cool thing if you play it on new game plus that adds some extra value to replaying the game over again that isn't just like redoing it with all your upgrades Psychonauts 2 is 
charming in a way in how old school it is about not giving a fuck about your time in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also very old school in not giving a fuck about your time in that way. Yeah. The map in Psychonauts 2 is a, it actually feels like it may be a literal joke. It I like think it literally is, I feels think it's actually wow. a joke. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it, but it's not, but useful. Do, you, do you think that's because it's like, that's what, what they want the game to be like i know like if if we're framing it as a joke right like then it's obviously an intentional decision but like i feel like those two i feel like if they wanted the game to have that minute of a of a like of a feature where it like automatically let you hop in and be like all right this is exactly where this thing is you can go grab it right and then do it then i feel like they would have right Right. So I wonder yeah. if the game is like, I wonder if their intention is like, ah, it doesn't actually matter if you 100% it or not. I Yeah, I, I get that sense for sure. This is like a little Easter egg thing where it's like, oh, this is this is only for somebody who's obsessive and like wants to have every possible interaction with every mm-hmm. character. And all it's going to be is like a little bit of art, like a little because- sketch of like, oh, Raz will look goofy to some random character. You know what I mean? Like this is not... This is basically the giant turd in Breath of the Wild. Like, it's not the what? like the what? a giant. You know what? I, remember, you got the giant turd if you got all 900 Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild. What? You guys don't remember this? No, I okay. didn't. Hold if on. You I'm Googling 100% got every Breath Korok seed. of the Wild giant turd. You got a turd. The guy gave you a turd. I'm I'm dead serious. I'm actually I'm not joking. This is like actually real. No, uh, I'm looking at it. You're right. It was a joke thing that was like, hey, this is like a stupid Easter egg. Like the point is not to get every single thing. Like this is just funny. It's like a funny little thing. So I don't I don't think this is a fault with the design. I, I think it might be a fault with my brain is the, mm. <laughs> the thing that I'm saying here. I love this game a lot. And part of it is just I don't want it to be over that I want to yeah. keep playing. But I know I need to actually be like, OK. All right, bud. I I should not go through every single level, every single room to like look for every little thing. I will say it is it has offered me the opportunity to look a little bit more perspective and see a few mm-hmm. of the other things and actually appreciate certain little details even more, like little statues, little art assets. And Chris Person actually on uh, Twitter said something really really that like got me uh he was saying like oh you know part of the sensibility of old point and click adventure games wasn't just puzzle design but it was like these ridiculously like asset rich single screens that just had Mm -hmm. so much stuff on them so much color so much detail so much like visual stuff going on that it was appealing to look at and that there are level design cues in this that feel like that as well and like that is 100 percent as well um so yeah, it has it has been mostly a good thing. I think I'm just running up now against this like completionist bullshit that is like, no, I should really not let that take away from how much I enjoyed this game and want to like have good memories of it. Do do you know if this game because Psychonauts one had like an epilogue if you 100 percented it, right? It had an epilogue either way. I never 100 percented the first game, though, so I'm not <sighs> totally sure. I could swear it because this would have been the era for it too. a lot of games oh, yeah, kind of yeah, did that yeah. sort of thing. If you like 100 percent it, you get like Master Chief takes his helmet off more or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. I'm wondering if um, I guess if they don't draw attention to it, it can't be that important. But yeah. Yeah, I, 
it's yeah i, I think, think it's as long as i think as long as you're like i think i don't know i also feel like what if you just did it later danielle yeah you're right if I like what if you just stopped later, and like did it in the any of the continuing or the following three months Right? I mean, there's going to be less stuff to play as we get later in the year, right? Well, like, I that's mean, for how me, it works. Well, like, let's be realistic. Let's be okay, realistic. Okay, yeah, for Danielle. What will Danielle yeah, okay. play? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's be real here. <laughs> for pro Call of Duty player, Danielle Riendo. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle Iron Sights Riendo, we call that's her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that, though. I mean, yeah, like, I'm, you know, I'm sometimes feel that way about smaller games that I'm like, Oh, do I really want to try to do this? Um, the last game I think I hundred percent of was yeah. sna- uh, snake prescription. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Just yeah. because the achievements were all for basically beating it with different classes. And I just wanted to see if I could. Yeah. Um, so you had to like play differently actually to do them all. It wasn't just like look for things. Right. Um, but with things like destiny where there's like, now there's like weekly challenges now where like you don't have to do them that week like you have all season oh i love it but which is really nice but also some of them still are kind of pain in the ass um Mm. if you don't want to play certain modes or whatever and like so last season i didn't do all them and i'm like that's okay though all i missed out on was like some bright dust which is the currency you use to buy cosmetics that's all i missed out on maybe an emblem uh and this season i'm like but do I want to do it this season because it's going to be six months and I'll have much longer. But will <laughs> I enjoy it less if I like, there is that, that, yeah. that curve, right. Of like, if like you want to hit the optimal enjoyment part and not go far, fall off the other end. Right. Yeah. Of it becoming work or of it becoming tedious. I, I will also say, I wish this destiny does a thing too, that I wish more games did, which is like all a cart 100%ing something where, we you need to like to to get the 100% achievement or whatever you have to complete 25 challenges but then they actually have 27 challenges and you just have that like leeway they of, do give I you don't a little do leeway yeah they do let you miss a few of them which is cool i love that i think that I think like really every idea. game like that should have it yeah i think so too uh a game that i am not going to 100% but that i did finish <laughs> over the weekend is sock pops hellblooser Oh. Do y'all know about Sock Pop? No, but this game bit. did come up in my um Steve? in my I Gabe thinks you would like Gabe this. Thinks Gabe's picks. Uh, yeah, Gabe's picks. <laughs> well, this picks. isn't Gabe's picks. This is staff picks. So oh. um Sock Pop is a four-person uh Dutch game collective that releases games every two weeks. And they're like real and good they're not just like <laughs> some like asset flips like they're all wildly different um they have a subscription model where uh because they sell their games like individually on steam which is how i bought hellblisser but if you support them on patreon basically you get all their stuff as it comes out and like i think earlier and probably you get like for like a little cheaper too mm. it's really cool like they They've made some really wild stuff. And um, I saw this one come up recently, which came out earlier in August called Hellblooser. And it's a first person roguelike dungeon okay. crawler. All right. And it yeah. looks finally. Like, I know, right? But the visual style really reminds me of um, 
uh, Sludge Life from last year. Oh, my God, before, yes. Whatever that was. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like that. It has this very, like, cartoony, wobbly kind of look to it. Um, sort of like a, what's that called? Wobble Vision or whatever from... Squiggle Vision. Squiggle Vision from home yeah. movies and Dr. Katz and stuff. Kind of like that. And... Um, it looks like a game that they would be playing be playing? in Adventure yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. It very much has that vibe. It has that kind of like a cartoony Adventure Time vibe to it because you're just a guy... You're like a prince who the moon sends to go extinguish the fires of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, you know, you can move around, you can jump, you can swing your sword, you can block. And then um, and you block just by like, you know, you attack by mouse clicking. But if you hold back, like hold S when you're attacking, you, you block. Um, when you right click, you can basically like suck up any fires in the area. Like if there's a fire on a torch or on the ground or something, or in a brazier, um, you can absorb it and then you get a little like counter and you can hold up to three at once. And then when you tap the button, you fire a fireball out. So like the whole thing is about using the fire in the environment and like the fire uh, is like a ranged attack, but it doesn't do as much damage as your, your sword usually. Oh, you have a kick as well, um, which becomes really important later on because... Like you go through like various levels. If you start in a sewer and then you go into a dungeon and then you get to hell and hell really reminds me of um, like Mario 64 volcano levels because <laughs> nice. this, the trick to beating all of the tough enemies there, because you run into guys later on who are like immune to your fireballs or immune to your sword. You have to like use the specific thing, but um, every enemy in that level, like every skeleton can be killed by just kicking them into the lava. <laughs> um, but then you don't get the tears that when you defeat an enemy they drop a tier and you can use those you cash in a certain amount of them to buy an upgrade at the end of the level and so if you're kicking people into the lava you don't get those because the tears fall in the lava so it's a trade-off um but it's really cool yeah it took me a few playthroughs to get all the way through it um but it was really neat like really cool little experience and like it's a it's a complete game as it is like it's it's an enjoyable full experience, but I also couldn't help but wondering like huh what if they expanded this to like mm-hmm. be like you can absorb like other elements from the area, and then it was kind of like a first person roguelike divinity where like you yeah. could suck up water shoot it on someone and then like electrocute them or whatever. Um, and I guess that's kind of like what the I mean. Not exactly, but the Heroes of Might and Magic games were kind of like that, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I think if you're looking for a the kind of thing you can beat in a couple of days, and uh, that's just like a really tightly designed experience, uh, you may have to look up how to beat the bosses. I did because it was kind of very confusing at first, but... Mm. Um, this looks sick as hell, Merit. Yeah, it's really cool. I just, I forget. I think I was just looking on Steam and Steam was like, you might like this. And Gabe, yeah, Gabe told me too. And I was like, thanks, Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. I'll check it out. <laughs> and I did. The end. <clears throat> this looks awesome. I think yeah. I might try this. I think you should try. Yeah. I'm looking at other games under the Sock Pop Collective. And one of them is described as... A 1D auto battler that's all about building a party that synergizes. And I want to know yeah. what a 1D party <laughs> battle or auto battle is. Huh. What does that mean? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I've looked at some of their other stuff. 
uh, they're just cranking out cool stuff. So I might just subscribe to their thing. Cause like the idea of getting like a little thing like this every month, it's like, like, like a little present, a little present, That's awesome. a little, a little present to play. Nikki, do you want to talk about ghosts of Tsushima or do you want to talk about? No, I'll talk about ghosts of Tsushima. Okay. Um, that game, I'm playing it, right? Because sure, you because uh, I finally, I finally plugged. It just came out. I finally plugged in my PlayStation, um, and I'm playing it. But I was kind of like, I don't want to start anything. I want to start something. <clears throat> Sorry, I want to start something that I can finish. Oh, and sure. has like a has an end. Has an ending. Yeah. So I can be ready for Death Loop when that comes out, mm. so that I can start that and also finish it. So I was mm-hmm. like, what games have I not played that I am kind of interested in? And Ghost of Tsushima just dropped that um, definitive edition or whatever it's called. Director's um, Cut. Director's <laughs> Cut. Whatever. Definitive edition. <laughs> um, definitive original syndition. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it seemed, it's fine. It's an Assassin's Creed, basically. Um, except old the combat Assassin's is Creed. it's an yeah, old it's, it's Assassin's good, Creed, right? Like yeah. it's, it's a, it is good. It's yeah, it good feels. I I do enjoy it. It looks really good, but I yes. think, and I I don't really know how to explain it. I'm going to try to do my best to do it quickly. It is unbelievably clear how much of a PlayStation Four game this is. Mm. Does that make sense? So like playing it on, and I wouldn't even describe other games like. Uh, Dishonored, I wouldn't even describe this way because that was the the most recent game that I played from start to finish. Um, even though that was an Xbox 360 game, I didn't feel like it was an Xbox 360 game. There are very certain, like very small things, right? Like you know how in previous generation video games, when you would have a load, you would basically like the characters would walk to the spot. If it's an in, if it's an in engine cutscene, right? You walk up to the spot, it fades to black while it loads and then it comes back and then everything is basically Mm. like action figured to be put into the location and then it fades out again and then you get control. But the game loads too fast to make those moments feel Uh right. So it basically is like you blink and it resets, but it like... It's like you're catching the game off guard <laughs> and it's like it's a very like unsettling um it's a very unsettling Wait, thing to watch. Is this watch. running it on a PS5, you mean? Yeah, running on PS5. So, so the game was this an issue on the PS4? I assume not, right? It was, Steven? I think it was maybe less of an issue, but the PS4 load times were even for uh, even on the PS4 remarkably fast. Like it was Oh, really? Yeah, even before the PS5, like it you can like there's articles about how good the load times were in Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, it is um, a very technically impressive video game just from the three hours that I've put into it. Can I ask you a thing? Because you talk about the technical aspect and you talk about yes. how it looks and stuff like that. And I've not known the proper place to bring this. Grievance is too strong of a word, but mm-hmm. I've, I've needed a place to kind of exercise this wild hair. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Do you feel like the game has too much yes. art? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? I do no, feel do like mean it, by that? it has too much art. So you know how Godfall is a what is what if they made a whole game out of pick particle effects? Yes. The, this game feels like they heard about what the PlayStation 5 could do, and then they were like, oh, but it comes out on the PS4. Ah oh, shit. 
okay, I guess we'll just see how many the PlayStation 4 can render. Mm. And like, there's just so much shit happening all the time. The way that there's an int- the way that the game waypoints you, I think is very cool. Yeah. Um, it's like the waypoint is the wind. So you mm. can swipe up on the touchpad and it will give you a gust of wind at your back and then it'll point you in the direction of the waypoint that you've set. But like when you do that, it also like churns up a bunch of like leaves and stuff. And then it's just like it's visually distracting from there, like the thing that I know the game wants me to look at. Anytime you are standing in a forest in Ghost of Tsushima, the you are there is no part of a forest in this game that is not covered in thousands of mm-hmm. beautifully rendered autumn leaves. Mm. And then you walk out of that scene and you're like, "Okay, it's time for a new place." And that new place is re- covered in thousands of beautifully rendered flowers. And then you go Mm -hmm. to a new place and that place is rendered in thousands of beautifully rendered cherry blossoms. There is never not, you're never in a place that feels real. Like it stands in. Yeah. Like, like it, it, every single scene of this game, except it's not scenes because it's a video game and you're just moving seamlessly from one to the other feels like somebody looked at an Akira Kurosawa film and looked, looked at a very specific fight scene from like the climax of that movie. Mm. And they said, what if we just made the whole plane out of that? Mm -hmm. Like, what if we just made the whole game out of those very distinct scenes so that none of them, while they all look gorgeous, no, no one of them stands out apart from the rest because there's no contrast. Right. That makes sense. It's really flat. And it's also like Ratchet and Clank is kind of like this, but it works, right? Like the reason I've played, I also started playing a little bit of Ratchet and Clank. But the reason that I think Ratchet and Clank's visual style works is because the detail is varied, right? So you're looking at these, if you were to freeze a frame, right, and pull it out and look at it, there are a million different things happening in one, in any given frame. Mm -hmm. When you pull a frame out of Ghost of Tsushima, it's the same, basically, all, regardless of where you are on the map. It just is, like you said, Stephen, it's just a bunch of different colored leaves. Yeah. Um, D- different leaves, different flower petals, different mm-hmm. whatever. But it's, I, th- I think the expansion does a better job of adding environmental variety. But also a thing that Ratchet and Clank does like remarkably well, like better than I would have expected from a Ratchet and Clank game, is those spaces feel like they have people and activity in them. Yes. In a way that Ghost of Tsushima is just not wholly disinterested in, but not nearly as interested in as I would want it to be for a game about liberating this island. You would think that they would put maybe more of a focus on the people that you're trying to yeah. help. It has, it. it's like it took the wrong, uh, it's like they wanted to do the, the population density of Hyrule and Breath of the Wild, but without understanding what that meant and why the population density in Breath of the Wild worked the way it does. Hmm. And they are on record as saying, like, I think it was Nate Fox, like the studio head at Sucker Punch, has talked pretty at length how Breath of the Wild was a huge influence on this game. Yeah. Like the wind at your back waypoint system is yeah, heavily Zelda. inspired. That's yeah. Zelda. Because um, like it's it's diagetic like mm-hmm. UI in a way that Zelda also does that same thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to play it, to continue to play it. I think it feels good. Yeah. I will say I think i here's a question that i have for y'all i bought the definitive edition right and i think i bought the special edition of the definitive edition because in my armor section there's like a blue piece of armor 
that's called like I don't know. It's called uh, Gabe's cool armor. Gabe's cool armor, <laughs> and it gives me a, a damage resistance of like forty percent or something wild, and it also gives me a, an attack bump of like ten or twenty percent. So what you're saying, you bought the Games Journalist edition. Yeah, I did. And I'm should I keep playing it like that? Because I kind of want to just keep playing it like that. I mean, it's in the game. It's in the game, right? If they didn't want me to do it, they wouldn't have put it in. I mean, the way that the armor system in Ghost of Tsushima works is a lot of that, like, you can get armor that will give you those bonuses just by playing the game and upgrading your existing armor. I think that they probably just, like, skipped you to the front of the line on mm. that, maybe. Uh, also... You are, there is enough variety and stuff that you are doing that sometimes you want armor that doesn't like instead of. Oh, is having, it like is it like Breath of the Wild where I should be switching my clothes? Kind of. Yeah, they added loadout oh. slots, actually, because there's like some armor that's like this is really good for duels because it just makes you do more damage and take less. But then there's ones that are like this armor will alert you when you are standing near a collectible or this mm. armor will make you get health back if you stealth kill. OK, well, I didn't. Steven, if you can believe it, I didn't read any of that when uh, they probably explained it to me. Damn. I kind of just pressed X and picked the one that looked cool. Um, but they did give me a digital deluxe horse. I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I walked up to the, you pick your horse. There are three horses in the game normally. But for this one, they've added a fourth horse. And you can tell it's special because it has a blue little bits of uh, curtain on its head. And you walk up to it wait, and it wait, says this. It has blue curtains yeah, it's like curtains yeah they're like doyle like little tassels you see on his head it's got a little, it's like a curtain yeah i don't know what curtains look like anyway is you walk into the horse and the game heretofore has been very video game very in in universe you're like yeah this all makes sense i'm in japan the samurai it all makes sense blah 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 you walk into this horse in the video game this is the digital deluxe horse <laughs> do you want it or not <laughs> Because the way that scene plays out normally is there's three horses and the game, because you're permanently locked into your choice of horse and then you get to name your horse mm-hmm. and your your character will just say like, anytime you're like going around doing the Shadow of the Colossus, like, aggro, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll be like, ah, good boy, Nomu and stuff like that. Um, so if the game like tells you you're going to be with the brown horse or the white <laughs> horse or whatever throughout the entire game. And then I guess this is. This is deeply funny to me that they didn't the decide to like give it names. No horse, no digital deluxe horse. <laughs> they gotta let people know that what they spent their money on. I guess they should have just called it horse armor horse, because it's the horse only 2. one that 0. has clothes. Uh, horse the sequel. Horse two. Anyway, that's uh, that's my games for this week. <laughs> that sounds Wait, cool. You also. Wow. Sorry, uh, one last thing about yeah, this screenshot up? is that under objectives it says choose your horse, and then underneath yeah. the gold font says digital deluxe horse available. Yeah, when you look at the horses, it's so clear which one is not supposed to be there uh-huh. um, because it's like it, the the way that the the way that the camera pans, it's like the digital deluxe horse is not there. Mm-hmm. It's like, just like it, it doesn't. The it camera then pans moved. again a little bit over. Yeah, and there's like a fourth like, horse. <laughs> <laughs> the music stops. The camera keeps going. The fourth horse. <laughs> um, uh, you see a cameraman off to the side. He has to like step out of frame really quickly. <laughs> uh, this but is yeah, a. Uh, it's not on PC yet, right? No, I think it's coming though. 
Is it one of the question marks? There was a bunch of game. There was a bunch of PlayStation exclusives that were like in a leak. Yeah. yeah. Or is that uncharted? Hey, but at least we can play. What's the motorcycle one? Days gone. Oh, days gone. Days gone. The ride your motorcycle, ride me like your motorcycle. Everyone one. loved. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Everyone yeah. loved that one, right? Everyone's favorite game. No. Days gone. What was that Merit, guy's name? John Saint John. What was that? Yeah, it was, <laughs> Duke yeah, it was, Nukem. It was, oh my god. Yeah. Duke Saint Nukem. Is that his name? That's yeah. That's his legal name in the yeah. video game Days Gone. Uh, Merritt, um, you joke though. That is that like about people loving that game. People fucking love Days Gone. Oh well, I stand corrected. Not enough to get a sequel though. No. Oh yeah, it, because Sony it, was like critics didn't like it enough. It sold really well, mm-hmm. but it didn't get tens from GameSpot and Polygon. <laughs> Listen, should have made a good game. Like, who fucking cares, guys? Just. Yeah, I don't know. That's really well, weird that okay. they have this obsession what? with creating these like critical prestige titles. But what rich lore are you gonna fucking tell in a sequel to a video game where a guy has a motorcycle and there are zombies? What if he has two motorcycles? Okay, I'm what back if he, in. <laughs> he rides them. He uses them like roller skates. He has. Like, he puts ro- one yeah. foot on each seat, and they lock in. Or what if he's playing a card game on the motorcycle? There are lots of directions they could go in with oh this. You're right. There are um, the motorcycle so. turns into a robot, or the motorcycle mm. um, comes alive. Or the he, motorcycle or, turns into or, a rat motorcycle that turns into a robot. Or he, or he switches bodies with the motorcycle. Oh, shit. Oh. Or he turns into the motorcycle a la Turbo Teen. A la Turbo Teen. Anyway. Nikki, we really enjoyed state of decay 2 together with Funko yeah not we should ago. continue to play it which one is that um, this is the that's one. the microsoft one where uh <laughs> where you drive around you drive gas yeah. for your vehicles while you fight zombies just yeah. like he's gone what am i th- oh i think of dying light sorry all of these basically the occupy one. the same part <laughs> in my brain um i'm sure they're all very good in their own way but just when i see zombie thing i'm just mm-hmm. like that's just it <sighs> There is definitely there's this is probably its own conversation. We can probably move on, but there's like almost its own entire genre now of people who are just obsessed with the survivalist fantasy, but like don't yeah. want to get into the weird racist stuff about mm-hmm. survivalist fantasies. So they're like, what if zombies? And like, what if you what if you had to collect meds and food and stuff and like live off of the desiccated corpse of corporate America and you had to run from zombies? And but sometimes you have parkour and sometimes you have a motorcycle and sometimes you have cars and sometimes you uh, sometimes it's mushrooms. And sometimes you're standing in the backyard and a woman says, I would rather be (laughs) dead. And then the game gives you an option to kill her and you say, "Okay, I'll just kill her. And then you the game makes you shoot this woman. And then the people that you're playing with are like, why the fuck did you kill her? And then you're like, she literally asked to be killed because she got bit by a zombie. And then everybody online judges you for it. And it's really weird. Nikki, she said, she said, if you can't cure me, I'd rather be dead. We could, that you can get a cure. We had like, there's a timer. Oh. Yeah, wow. Listen, listen, wow. we'll, we'll come back kind with state of the wow. crucial, crucial talk sometime. Kind of a crucial <laughs> point of info there. Um, that there is a cure of it. If you can't cure me, I'd rather you kill me. There, oh, yeah. There's a See, zombie there, cure there in the zombie. game. <laughs> well, then it's, what is she asking me for? Just not let her get to the end of the sentence. Please kill me if you don't. It's like that TikTok of the guy in GTA 5 where he's like, Do you see the guy in the. Y- y'all seen this TikTok? It's very good. The guy, it, there's a guy 
it's like he's doing an assassination in GTA five and there's this guy walking on the boardwalk and in the guy's ears piece, he says, um, all right, the guy in the red shirt. And then the guy shoots the guy in the red shirt. And then the, the guy he's talking to says, don't shoot him. That's my son. He's critical. To the <laughs> That's really good. Not to, not to fucking explain a TikTok on the program. That's real. Um, real Buffy, the vampire slayer, like, destroying the circle and then she just like stamps on the like the circle will actually not stop the demon but will immediately summon it (laughs) but then of course the demon's really tiny and in that episode uh we're running a little uh running a little long so i think we did have some goodwill goblins but i think we'll we'll see we'll do them another day or we'll do different ones they were just say early 90s vr stuff so uh, just kids, look up That's the activator. The real VR. Look up the activator. No. Look up the um, Victor Max stunt master, and just marvel at how far we've come. Um, you can go to wow. a Goodwill, though. You could. We can go to a Goodwill. We can do a Goodwill Goblin on location. Well, Jordan's yes. not going to be there, so we'll Skype Jordan. Yeah. Uh, do they allow you to film inside a Goodwill? There's no law. Yeah. This is. I mean, there's there no probably law. is, but. Um, Look, you can film inside a public bathroom, right? Just like, just like yeah, my Twitch, you're right, my Twitch hero, well, Doctor Demento. Um, <laughs> that's not that's not it, right, Doctor Dirt? No, that's him, Doctor Dirt and Mister Clean. Yes, <laughs> baseball Dr. players, Doctor Saint John. Um, Nukem. Uh, we Doctor Nukem, please. <laughs> I didn't go to 60 years of alien killing medical school (laughs) to not have you put respect on my name. Dr. St. Newcomb says. (sighs) I hope they bring Dr. Newcomb back. And I hope they just give him the personality of the memes. Who owns the CHQ on it? Give it another three years. Yeah, it will come back probably, right? (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Let's do question time. Yeah. Yes. Hey, it's question time. We're going to do one real quick. And this one's from Merit. Who's that? Who? Uh, that? Merit, Merit, who Merit asks, what are you most excited about doing in Providence, Rhode Island this weekend on the first annual fan bite? We decided not to go to PAX and fuck off to Providence instead. Company retreat. <laughs> Danielle, you should go first. Oh, okay. Well, I'm really excited to... Really, it's very corny, but I'm genuinely very excited to hang out with the team and meet people that I haven't met in person yet because that's several people. And also introduce everybody to my doggies because my doggies are very cute and they're very sweet and we'll take some like goofy pictures of the doggies. And yeah, it's corny, but I'm genuinely really looking forward to that. I didn't know your dogs were going to be there. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All three three are going to be there. Yeah, four dogs total because mine is coming too. Yes, Farley's um, coming. But yeah, I it is weird. I was thinking about this in the car today, but like it doesn't feel like I saw the three of you last calendar year. Oh God, right? It's but I did. Weird to think I about, huh? did see the three of you last calendar. I mean, year. it's like a but year and a half ago. Yeah, it just is like is bizarre, and I'm excited to like we have so many new people on staff yeah. now. Um, and I'm very excited to see almost all of us in one place. I think I'm, we have at least doubled in size since the last time we all we might, were together. We might oh, we have tripled. We wow. Have tripled. 
triple. We had we had triples seven is best. Triples at is safe. PAX East. <laughs> you gotta have triples. And now we have twenty one people. I am. It, we have enough people that one of my chief anxieties for this trip is: Are we going to be in a circle around this table? Are we going to be able to hear each other from across the table? No. If like one person, I'm okay. At different tables at different meals is all. Yeah, as we gotta rotate, like Paul said. Yeah, listen, I have a list. And I have a lot of I have a lot of spreadsheets. If we want, I can make another one that has a seating <laughs> chart, and I can organize it such that it's randomized per meal. Just give me the word, and I'll do it. Please don't ask me to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, Stephen, what are you excited for? Um, I, so I've written here, I'm lame, and then somebody wrote, what? Underneath? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, I forgot to write down my answer before the show started because I was busy, and then I, I wanted to type it, but I didn't want to clack on my keyboard, so mm. I put I wanted to put a pin in my thought, mm. but very, very quickly and quietly, so I just wrote, I'm lame, to remind myself, because <laughs> what I was going to say is, I have, is I have this really lame picture in my head that I feel like people will understand, but at the same time is hard not to like think of is like a very lame thing to do. But I just have like this image in my head of us all in this big loft together and like mm-hmm. all split up into different parts of the room. Some people on one couch playing Streets of Rage for survival mode together, some people on one couch filming something together, some people recording something. And I just like have this image in my head of just like chilling out on a chair in one corner of the room surrounded by the voices of all my friends who I love very much and all these little doggies. And I'm just kind of like in, in the one quiet, in like not the one quiet spot in a quiet spot, resting between social interactions, the quiet place. place. Yeah. I'm looking through my books for all of your weaknesses. (laughs) (laughs) Just noting them down. Pouring over my tomes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like, I don't know. There's something I haven't been overwhelmed by a social event in so long that I am nostalgic for the part where I need to split off from the group, like the main group for a while. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Leave. I like, but absorbing the Mm ambiance of the room and the people, you know? You want to, you want to be that guy from the meme that they don't know that I don't have arms or whatever. (laughs) They don't know that I know the But in a good way. I I was going to say, I don't mean it to be like, I don't want to spend time with people because I'm like, I know totally what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, cool. Good. That's yeah. not lame at all. It's very cool. <laughs> That's um, merit. Yeah, I mean, I just realized I'm going to get to see a PlayStation Five for the first time and confirm that it exists. Whoa! Which <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Um, I am excited about seeing and meeting so many different animals and just like mm-hmm. getting them psyched out of their fucking minds, just like running around and like yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to get some injuries from skateboarding, probably. Ooh. Um, oh my god you're bringing your board i forgot. i'm probably gonna bring my board even though i've barely been out on it so there's uh, a there's okay. a mural of garfield by my house mm-hmm. and i need yes. to get a jpeg of you doing an what ollie in well what we're gonna do i think what we should do <laughs> is film a skate video like a really high energy skate video with like you know like punk music or something in the background and it's like you know like really tight angles and like close-ups and stuff but it's literally just me trying to stay on the board like it's like no <laughs> tricks or anything it's just like me like kind of bailing a little bit and just like but it's like so intense like i think that would be really fun uh do you want to me. we could we could also bring it back if you want to explain another tiktok there was a really good lil nas x video where uh he was like 
with a skateboard standing on top of a ramp and saying, uh, like, I yeah. think I'm going to do some. Yeah, Nikki knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do like uh, an Ollie, like some McTwist. I don't know any, like, I don't no, know that what was the it. actual names are. He's like, I'm going to do a 900 and I'm going to do a McTwist. Uh huh. And then, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he starts moving towards there, and then like, uh, the camera like sort of cuts immediately to another man dressed exactly <laughs> like him. That man, <laughs> that man being Tony Hawk, <laughs> does those tricks and comes back, and then he transforms oh back into God. Lil Nas X. That's and then really Lil Nas good. Says, and that's how you do it. That's okay. really good. We should do that if someone knows how to skateboard. We find a skateboarder. <laughs> just around to help us do a video. <laughs> well, folks, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. And we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. We hope you will enjoy our content that we're going to be creating while we're in Providence, Rhode Island, which I think will include some live podcast recordings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Look to the fan by Twitter at fan media to get the scoop on all those. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Nikki is at God Siwa. Danielle is at Danielle R.I. Steven is at Steven Strom. Our producer, Paul, is at Polly Mayo. And I am at Mary Kay. And uh, anything, any closing remarks, any last thoughts? I think they should make it easier to search for TikToks. You should, you should. should have to ta- You should have to tag TikToks before you can upload them. Yes. I can't believe that there is no metadata associated with TikToks. That's yeah. deranged. Let me I just wanna it's I I can't for archival find... purposes. I need I need that. Right. Yeah. Where's my FYP um, when I need it? You know? Exactly. Um, I my closing remark is those alien bastards are gonna pay for messing up my prescription. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Dr. Saint. <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, that is uh, that's gonna be, that's it that's it um, that's it for this one and uh, until next time just remember to chew bubblegum and kick ass and then run out of bubblegum so you're just gonna kick ass then and keep that dial tuned to channel F It's Danielle Riendo, the editor-in-chief here at Fanbyte. I like movies, and you probably do too. Join me and my incredible co-hosts, LB Hunk-Tears and Fernanda Prachas, on You Love to See It, Fanbyte's weekly premiere movie podcast. Every Thursday, we explore the wonderful world of film from old classics, cult favorites, and plenty of under-the-radar treasures. We pick a different theme each month and really dive in, with a combination of in-depth analysis and breezy chat on everything from monster movies to Patrick Swayze classics. You Love to See It is available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, uh, movie starting. We'll catch up later. Ooh.